Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast, hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really good, Shay. Happy to be here as always. This is one of my favorite kind of topics. We're talking numbers, mm-hmm. we're talking weapons, mm-hmm. we're talking something that involves the G7, so I'm happy. <laughs> it's the trifecta, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, today we're doing part two of our season 15 weapon meta. So we talked about close range weapons last week, dove into the SMGs, the shotguns. Great episode. Go feel free to check it out. This week, we're diving into the long range weapons and the long range meta uh, to kind of see what changes occurred that are impacting where we standing and, uh, what guns should you really be rocking? So it's going to be a fun episode. Um, before we get into it, though, if you want a question answered, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to hear more of Henry and I talking, random thoughts, all that kind of fun stuff, drop us a follow on Twitter, Acker Crudoche and the HB Burson. And I'll say it again, best place to get a hold of us now. Like We are pretty active on Discord in terms of trying to respond to people that add us, but we're guaranteed to see your Discord or your Twitter at if you uh, either respond to something we post or uh, just add us in a tweet. So, fun fact, facts. <laughs> it's a fact. Um, and another promising, exciting news: we have a date secured for the third party Invitational Five. We're very excited about it. Going to be happening in early to late mid December. Uh, signups will be going up next week. Um, in order to get first access to those signups, being a patron uh, is going to get you access. Everybody on the team has to be a, a Patreon at any tier. We're pretty open about that. But in order to play, you got to be on our Patreon. So keep an eye out for that coming out next week. And it uh, won't be the last time you're hearing about it. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited. And, and we're thinking of maybe switching some stuff up. This time uh-huh. around, potentially. So that, that's going to be a ton of fun. Um, yeah, I guess with that, though, I'm just going to, you know, as we do with weapons, number episodes, I'm kind of going to hand you the baton, let you run with this one. And obviously, I'll, I'll happily butt in here and try and interrupt you as much as possible, share some Good. thoughts. But uh, yeah, talk to me about what we're looking at today in terms of the long range weapon meta in Apex Legends, because I got some thoughts, but I'm excited to see what the numbers kind of pan out for us. Yeah, I, honestly, little bit of a teaser i was impressed if not even shocked by some of the numbers uh that we were able to crank out here um but as an intro long range weapons are generally less popular than the coveted r301 Mm -hmm. r99 even shotguns as temperamental as shotguns are they're often picked up before a marksman or even a sniper that being said Ever since Evo Armor was introduced full-time into Apex back in Season 6, long-range gunplay has become more popular to not only level up your armor, but also to control space. And this is why I personally love the G7, because if you can knock off somebody's armor before they get into range to use their weapons, they're going to rethink pushing you. So it's just a very, I think, defensive way to play, because... You're not really pushing people necessarily, but you can really hold your ground. And especially if you're playing positioning, you have a high ground advantage. The long range weapons are so dominant in this game. 
And it's a great way to get out those big damage games also. If that's something you way. are, if you're interested in it, yeah, you're going to do great work with the G7 or you know any of the other options we're talking about today. Absolutely true. Now this season, season 15, we got an assortment of weapon changes. Last week, we broke down the impact of the close range weapon changes. And today, we'll highlight the flip side. Mm-hmm. But first things first, talk about long range. Got to give a little bit of a plug to the sniper class. Each sniper, longbow, sentinel, charge rifle, Kraber, all great options. If you want to get that 2K damage badge, easy with these powerful options. Say Shay said it first, like just long range weapons in general are so good at getting that damage number up. Either if it's average games or you're trying to get a badge, this is the, the fastest route. And don't forget about my personal favorite sniper, the wingman. So just a little plug for the snipers. We're not going to the numbers today, but they're very viable options in Apex, but it's just a different playstyle that is, I believe, more defensive. But let's dive in to the changes, the numbers, the things that are exciting and shocking. First things first, the Anvil Receiver. Now, the Anvil has made a return this season, and it always makes a splash. Overnight, it makes the R301 and the Flatline a competitor to their marksman counterparts, the G7 Scout and the 3030 Repeater, respectively. Now, let's look at the numbers. As a little bit of a reminder, Anvil does increase damage while these assault rifles are in single fire, but it consumes twice as much ammo. So, we're going to be looking at magazine size, the damage for body shots and headshots, the rate of fire or rounds per second time to kill, and the accuracy. Kind of long-range metrics. Now, magazine size. When you have the anvil rounds active, or the R301 on the flatline and single fire, it's going to effectively cut in half their magazine size. You're consuming the same amount of ammo, or twice as many ammo as you're shooting, but as we go down this, you know the numbers are a little bit different. So for example, R301, while in single fire with the anvil, will have a maximum magazine size of 14. In game, this display is 28. You're consuming 28, but you're only firing 14 shots. Mm-hmm. Similarly, the flatline has a magazine size of 15, but effectively 30 ammo. Compare this to the G7, which has a whopping 20 rounds. Definitely impressive in this class, but even comparing it against both of these assault rifles. And then you have the 3030 that comes in last place at a maximum magazine capacity of 12. So you go 3030 at 12, R301 at 14, Flatline 15, G7 at 20. Pretty big range, honestly. Uh, and what kind of damage potential with the magazine capacity difference like that can have. But getting more into interesting numbers with the damage potential. R301 compared to the G7. Now, with the anvil, R301 does 35 damage to the body. G7 does 34. Headshot damage with the R301, 61. G7, 60. Spooky. Incredibly (laughs) tight. I mean, this is just an impressive feat to me because from a, a game balancing perspective, to effectively make the R301s damage profile a mirror of the g7 while 
trying to give it a hop up that makes it act like a marksman. Really impressive. And this is also echoed pretty effectively with the 3030 in the flatline comparison. The body shots on the flatline with Anvil is 43. At the bottom, so no charge of the 3030, it's 42. Mm-hmm. If you charge it up, it goes all the way to 57, but 42 versus 43. And then a headshot on the flatline Anvil is 75. No charge on the repeater is 74. Charge that goes all the way to 100. But I was impressed by just how in line these Anvil ARs are with the damage profile of their counterparts. Really, really impressive to me. It's crazy. And, and it speaks to that they want them to compete against each other. You know, and, and that's I know what you're gonna yeah, you're gonna get into it. And we'll talk the details of how they do, but it it is really interesting. It's not this uh, hey, attach this gold hop up and you have this kind of fun feature that hops onto your gun, but it's still outclassed by other things. It's like, no, that we're gonna make this as similar as possible. And that you have a lot of versatility with this attachment when you throw it on, that it competes enough just from a Dan's perspective with those rival weapons in the marksman class. So yeah, it's really cool. And it's why we freaked out, I think, when Anvil was released again this season, because it's always been, in our opinion, one of the most powerful hop-ups in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Next, let's look at the time to kill. Because, you know, when you think about an AR that's now becoming a marksman, that's going to change the time to kill a lot, because normally, flatline R301, it's about a second. You know, very different from the, the longer time to kills that marksmen have. But when we make the changes, we use the anvil, how does that impact the comparison? Well, G7 is going to dominate, as expected, okay? 1.47 seconds time to kill against purple armor with body shots only. Coming in very close behind it is the flatline at about one and a half seconds, 1.55. Then, kind of surprisingly, even compared to the flatline, the R301 is pretty dang slow at 1.9 seconds, almost two seconds on the time to kill. And the 3030 then comes in close behind that and the bottom at just over two seconds at 2.06. So, time to kill, again, a pretty wide range. Um, G7, you know, coming in number one, flatline close behind it. And then the R301 and 3030 are definitely the slower weapons in terms of getting those body shots fast time to kill. Yeah, it's really funny because you you know you look at that flat line in 3030 and they compete against each other on the damage, but not on the TTK. And then the R31 it's and really so wild. like the light competes with the heavy on TTK but competes with the light from a damage per bullet perspective. It, it's a funny switch when you look at it from that perspective for sure. It really is and we'll get to why that is. Um, after taking a look at the accuracy. So, very similarly, G7, most forgiving on the accuracy. You have to hit 6 out of 20 shots against purple armor, be 30% accurate. Flatline, 5 out of 15 or 33% accurate. So those two are super close in terms of forgiveness. Uh, And also, you know, they're the top two in terms of magazine capacity. So that is in line what you might expect. No curveballs. Then the 3030 and the R301, super close at 43% and 42% accuracy, respectively. Now, I think the question here is why is the flatline so good or so fast? And 
the reason is the most important metric when assessing a semi-automatic weapon, and it's the rate of fire. The G7, when we look at rounds per second, can dish out a maximum of four shots a second. Very, very fast. It's one, I think it's probably a top two reason why I love the G7. <laughs> number one is the magazine and the, you know, the common extended mag. But number two is easily the rate of fire because coupled with that magazine, you're just able to put more lead down range, more opportunities to do any damage. And when you're in a long range engagement, that is, you know, paramount. Very, very mm -hmm. important metric. So at four rounds a second, that dominates its class as a marksman, but it even stands above the R301 and the flatline with Anvil. Now, what's unique is G7's at four seconds. 30-30, super slow at 2.32 seconds. So, you know, just over half as fast um, as the G7. But what's surprising here is the R301 and the flatline have identical fire rates. I think a lot of people would assume that the flatline would be slower. It normally has a slower rate of fire. Mm -hmm. The R301 is definitely faster. You would think uh, that that wouldn't be the case, but they are identical at three rounds per second. And that is what translates into a faster time to kill with the flatline. So, you know, I think you look at these numbers and you kind of want to lean towards the flatline a little bit in terms of which AR is better to have the anvil with. Flatline, faster time to kill, more forgiving on the accuracy, bigger magazine size, more damage. Like, it looks really good. But unfortunately, I don't think it's that simple. This is a little more subjective. Um, but I think that if we look at with the anvil in play, which is the best marksman? The fact that the top of its the top of the class assault rifles, the R301 and the Flatline, can go head to head against the other marksmen's makes them incredible. You know, just the versatility that allows you to have an R301 with anvil, and then also have the flexibility to run a shotgun or an LMG or a sniper is incredible. I guess I'd turn it to you at this point. Sure. Which one would you rather have the anvil on, the flatline or the R3? Man, it is such a... It, it, I, I think the exciting thing, I think it's harder than previously because these guns have been balanced differently on their own since the anvil has come in. And we used to talk about how the flatline you know, is the more effective DPS weapon, the more effective of close weapon as well, and that the R3 one was the more accurate of the two. And since then, a lot has changed, and the R301 has rocketed itself up to being, you know, head to head in terms of just TTK with the flatline. Uh, they've kind of pulled back the ability for these guns to be, they're still effective up close, but not to the degree I think they used to be. And so now I think that's been alleviated a bit more. Um, I still, obviously, I'll say I find myself using the anvil with both of these guns uh, all of the time. And I think you, whatever gun you got, rock it. I still find myself using the R301 though more just because that's the gun I naturally, you know, gravitate towards outside of the uh, you know, outside of just the specific anvil. But I think there's a strong argument to say that the flatline, if you're, you know, planning to go anvil and want to, you know, emphasize using it, is the better weapon uh for anvil this time around. Where do you land on kind of that metric though? 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you bring up a good point as well about accuracy at long ranges. Although the anvil, you know, changes the the fire rate potential damage profile time to kill to be in line with marksman's, it doesn't change kind of the bullet drop and the effectiveness over range. Mm-hmm. So to think, oh, the R301 is now going to be as effective as the G7 at long range, not really the case. You know, at medium ranges, yes, but long ranges, no. Um, it, despite the flatline having really impressive numbers with the anvil, I would agree with you that I would I'd rock it with both, but I would favor the R301 because I think it's a better overall weapon and fully automatic. So being able to transition between the two, I'd rather be rocking an R301 with Anvil than maybe anything else in the game mm-hmm. right now. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of my number one. So that's that. I think, I think, yeah, it's really cool. I want to keep this rolling. I want to have this conversation again in this podcast and compare these guns to, you know, the G7 and the 3030 with the G7 and the 3030 having their gold hop ups accordingly as well. Cause I think yeah. that's such an exciting thing is that all four of these weapons can have gold hop ups on each other. And so it's a fun comparison to make once we get through. I know we got double tap on here and stuff too. So yeah. I'll let you keep rolling um, and I'll table that conversation until the back half of this episode. <laughs> it's pretty wild. The hop up landscape to season 15 is <laughs> something I else, think man. comical. I think it's comical because <laughs> it's just so random and it, it almost seems unnecessary, but we got nothing but gold. So it is what yep. it is. Um, the next kind of change for this season that affected this long-range meta is the Double Tap G7. Um, this season, they made the Double Tap trigger return, as we all know, as a legendary hop-up. And the only change they made uh, that I guess justifies this legendary status is they changed the recoil of the burst on the G7 only. And the question here is, does this change things? Are you now more likely to use the Double Tap on the G7? As we discussed last week, as a reminder, double tap actually decreases the baseline time to kill. But this can increase performance in terms of accuracy and headshots, being a two-round burst. Do you have any thoughts on the the new gold hop-up here? The new gold hop-up, I love it. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll come in, hot take now, right now. I, I, I love the double tap on the G7 this season. Um, with the changes they made to it to make it the recoil, I think, more controllable, I have been having a lot of success with this weapon. And maybe abnormal. I'm not sure if it's the norm. I know like you and I have been playing together a few times and you've freaked out with some random knocks where I've like double headshotted people with the double tap. Um, so it, it might just be me personally. I, I just feel like it has made the gun very much usable or more usable with the, with the double tap and absolutely deadly i think it's just absolutely a, a dominating hop up right now like if i can get double tap g7 that's my go-to gun this season and i feel like i'm gonna be frying at medium to long range with it you know if you're listening to the podcast it's like a broken record g7 g7 <laughs> you know we love it we think you should use it I agree with you, though. The double tap is really strong. In the past, I've been skeptical. You know, I like to Mm -hmm. control my shots. I don't want to miss half of my shots, um, especially at long range. In the past, we have said double tap is good when you're rocking uh, a marksman like the G7, but you're defending a building. And people come in, you flip it onto burst, and you're going to be more confident up close. But honestly, 
I, I would just keep it on all the time right now because yeah, it's so accurate. And it, all it takes is going in the firing range and throwing this on and looking at it. And there's just barely any recoil at all. So mm-hmm. I recommend it. I think that now that it's gold, it's better. So mm-hmm. go ahead and use that this season. It's a really strong option. Before we get into the rest of the weapons, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, Henry. I've been waiting for this one because I just spewed. I did. I just spewed about the double tab G7 and how great it is and how it's my main weapon. If I'm not running that, though, I'm running this this season, and I am beyond excited for us to talk about it. (laughs) And the weapon is the triple tick. It's just filthy right now. And we're going to go through the numbers, but there's a little bit more to the picture than just the numbers. Mm -hmm. Similar to when we were looking at the anvil, we're looking at magazine, damage profile, rate of fire, time to kill, and accuracy. Triple take comes in pretty low on magazine size because it takes three ammo to fire one shot. So you have a 27-round mag, but you effectively only fire nine shots. Nine on the triple take versus 12 on the repeater and 20 on the G7 is nothing to be impressed about. But the damage is where things get exciting because the triple take, if you hit all three shots, does 63 to the body or 111 to the head. This is crazy. And as a reminder, you know, G7 does 34 to the body or 60 to the head. And the 3030 is, you know, the closest thing to the triple take, but it has a range of 42 to 57 to the body or 74 to 100 mm-hmm. to the head. The triple take not really needing that same sort of charge up over time, not as long, um, is a pretty powerful option, especially when you look at the rate of fire, because 30-30 might be able to you know hit these charged up shots, but it's slower on rounds per second at 2.32 mm-hmm. than the triple take that comes in at 1.35. So Excuse me. Triple take is a little bit slower, but since it's so powerful and you mm-hmm. can hit targets while they're moving, it, it's a pretty competitive option. Time to kill. Also, the triple take is going to be the slower option out of these three at 2.35 seconds compared to the 3030 at just over two at 2.06 and the G7 at a beautiful 1.47. Then the final metric accuracy, triple take brings up the rear yet again at having to hit. Four out of nine shots, or 44%, 30 30%, 42% accuracy, and G7 at 30%. So these numbers, I mean, outside of you know that 111 mm-hmm. damage headshot, they don't seem very impressive for the triple take. But this season, they decreased the choke time, and I think that's what made all the difference. So putting the, the variables that they put out in the patch notes into perspective, Rate of fire was increased by 12.5% on the triple take. But the choke, and that's great, all right? That's nice. But the huge difference and what you can feel in-game is the choke time reduced by 32%. This makes hitting those big damage shots so much easier, so much faster, so much more consistent. So we're fans. I mean, subjectively, we're on the same page. Triple Mm -hmm. take is powerful this is the shotgun sniper this is you know a very very powerful weapon i love using it it surprises me still now that we're going into the third week of the season just how much damage you're putting out with a weapon like this and 
there's some cons still. Like the con of the the ammo is a big ask with the triple tick. You are consuming a ton of ammo, and that's a tough thing to to work through sometimes. But it really does feel worth it because I think unlike anything else, this damage is feeling so consistent right now and so consistently hitting in that you know seventy ish range where it's like. When you start talking about hitting to the body, what G7s are hitting to the head, oh man, that's good. And it's why we plan to talk about chunk damage here eventually too, because while, yeah, the TTK is not as great potentially, one shot from this gun forces people back behind cover. One shot from a G7 or a 30-30, people will still continue to peek you most of the time. Um, And that kind of ease of only having to hit one shot to feel like people are on the back foot I think is really big. So couple that with the fact that it's a great, you know, still a great swap to secondary finish somebody in close range if need be in an emergency, mm-hmm. uh, unlike any other kind of marksman sniper out there. Um, and I think you have a really dang powerful weapon. And I just think it's the choke time, the feel of this weapon that makes it really stand out this season. But it's also that headshot. If you're able to hit one of them, that brings down the shots to kill to three. You know, having to hit three or four shots compared to five yeah. or six with the thirty thirty or the G7, big difference. I mean, despite the rate of fire and how that affects the time to kill, just this weapon is easy to use. And I think even for beginners, yeah, the, the ammo is an obstacle. Having Being mindful of ammo conservation is important. But if you use the triple take, it has a spread. So you're going to do some damage. You know, it's easy to to put some numbers on the board. So I'm a big fan of the triple take. But since the numbers are so close, I want to take a closer look at the 30-30 versus the triple take. Now, another gold hop-up is going to be introduced here. We've talked about the the anvil. We've talked about the double tap. Now we're talking about the skull piercer, which is kind of semi-recently now attachable on the 3030 repeater, we have some interesting comparisons between the two. Now, triple take 3030, same numbers in terms of magazine size, you know, 9 versus 12 on the 3030. But the damage here is where things get interesting because, as a reminder, body damage irrelevant with the skull piercer, but if we just look at headshots, Triple take, if you hit all three shots, choked up perfectly, 111. 30-30, if you charge up a skull piercer round headshot, it can do a maximum of 120 damage. Uncharged with the skull piercer, it's still going to do 88. But that 120, that's really what knocks your socks off because that's going to drop somebody instantly. Like It's almost like a, a Kraber body shot at that point. Like That is a big shot to hit. Hey man, if you if you have people walk through catalyst tacticals while you hit them with a skull piercer or wingman to the head, you can also get into that one hundred range with the thirty thirty. But yeah, the you intimidation, very much can. that intimidation, and just fight ending damage potential is huge, one hundred percent. Yeah, but both of these weapons, even with you know the skull piercer involved, they require a charge. Um, with the choke and the kind of charge up on the 30-30, the triple take still takes longer to charge up. It takes about three quarters of a second, 0.75, versus the 30-30, that's a little bit faster, at 
0.35 seconds. So you're able to charge up the 3030 faster to achieve that maximum headshot damage with the skull piercer. But I'm telling you, triple take just feels so good. Um, rounds per second, because of that charge time and just the baseline rate of fire, you're going to be able to get more shots out, 2.32 rounds per second on the 3030 and 1.35 on the triple take. Time to kill, super close, honestly, between these two. They're wildly different, but this isn't really taking into account any headshots, um, so it's kind of irrelevant. They're about two seconds on the repeater and 2.35 on the triple take. Mm -hmm. Accuracy, super, super close. 42% on the 3030, 44% on the triple take. I think it's kind of a toss-up, um, but what do you think about headshot potential this isn't something we talk about a lot on the show yeah and, and there's good reason like you we're kind of saying is that we we don't talk about headshot potential because it's not consistent at least it's not consistent for the majority of players i wish we were all imperial hal his right. watson where i was like you know what 30 30 can do 120 triple take and do 111 i think i gotta go 30 30 for that you know huge huge potential um even when we're talking headshots though that jokes aside, for me, still having the you know quicker rounds per second is going to kind of win out, and even with the slightly less damage. I mean, a full second difference in RPS, even you know when we talk about full charge still coming into capabilities here, I'm willing to give up the nine damage to shoot more shots and to shoot quick follow up shots if I hit that headshot to begin with. So, yeah, well, skull piercers, gold hop up, and fantastic. Triple Take's unique design for me uh, kind of wins out on this one. What about you, though? It's super close because I definitely don't want to sleep on the rate of fire of the 3030 and the charge time. Um, But I agree. You know, my marksman lineup is going to be G7, Triple Take, and then the repeater. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's tight. It's really close. I'd I'd be comfortable with any of them if the R301 wasn't in the game because it's just... The light ammo attachments are so Let me ask you that question then right now, because I know we're going to talk LMGs here in a little bit as well to kind of wrap this up, but sticking on Marksman's for a bit, talk about ranking triple take or G7, triple take, 30-30. If we include Anvil, Flatline, and R301 in that conversation, where's this list shaking out? Assuming you got a double tap on the G7, you got your skull piercer on the 30-30, so fully kitted guns, where are you kind of sorting out? And we'll do the, the same thing we always do when we talk loadouts where it's, yeah. say, optimize secondary, whatever you need as your second. Okay, you sure. can't have a third R301 as your secondary to the G7. Yeah. How about that? I typically will go thing? with a fully kitted Volt as the solid <laughs> okay, secondary. Okay. But I might surprise you and some listeners here. Okay, If we okay, throw the Anvil and we have the Flatline and the 301 and the Marksman rankings, I'm going to do R301 number one. Okay. Not the G7, but followed by the G7. <laughs> Don't so you R301, believe. G7. Then another surprise, I'm going to do triple take above the flat line and 30-30 at the bottom. I'm just pissed off because I thought I was going to be unique because that was going to be my order. <laughs> we played and I was going to switch often. people up and say, I'm throwing the T-take above the flat line. But my God, you stole my thunder. It's that powerful. So, I mean, to yeah. put a weapon that can be fully automatic below the triple take, that mm-hmm. is a statement. And so mm-hmm. the fact that we're on the same page about it too, that's just a huge 
you know, that's impressive. It's a big deal. And it needs to be said is that like the R3 one's at the top because how consistently good it is full auto still. The flatline is still a very hard weapon to use full auto in medium range. It has tough recoil that makes it difficult to use. So if like for me, it's that forgiveness more than anything with the R301 over the flatline and the forgiveness of the triple take over the flatline as well. So if the flatline, even though it's full auto, you know, and great up close, was a little bit more forgiving and easier to use, or I was just personally better at the video game and better with that gun, and sure. something we talk about all the time, it probably climbs the list for me over the T-Take. But uh, yeah, for how I play and how I'm most effective consistently, I'm with you on that ranking right there. And I'm a 30-30 stand, but I, I miss know, the shatter it's... caps, and I'm the only person out there that <laughs> misses shatter you. caps. So, yeah. They robbed you of that. <laughs> I would even go as far as to say I like those loadouts. R301, G7, totally. triple take, flatline. I like those pairs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, weird, the second one is a little weird, but I like it. I did want to talk a little bit about LMGs, just because it'd be weird for us not to mention them at the beginning of the season. So what about them? Like, what's going on? Well, the truth is there aren't any LMGs <laughs> in Apex Legends anymore. They have disappeared. Um, Spitfire is in the Crafter, Rampage is in the Care Package, and the Turbocharger nerfs to the Devotion are pretty noticeable. Um, you know, going through the numbers really quickly, time to kill and accuracy. You know, big magazines and then coupled with a fast time to kill, that's what has made LMGs mm-hmm. pretty attractive in the past. Spitfire has a time to kill of 1.23. Rampage has a time to kill of 1.43. Not revved up, but 1.1 while revved, and now it's automatically revved, which is pretty cool. Devotion, though, will surprise people. Without a turbocharger, it has a time to kill of 0.88. Lightning fast. This thing is crazy. But if you get it fully ramped up, it's really really fast in the time to kill. But since they knocked one point of damage off the body with the turbocharger, the time to kill is actually slower at 1.05 with the turbocharger. It's nuts. So even though it's still slightly faster than, you know, a revved up rampage, this is not the god tier, you know, LMG that it once was. This was Mm -hmm. a pretty substantial nerf, but it really hammers home in the fact that you need to pre-fire the devotion. It is now a requirement. The turbocharger does not, you know, save you. You actually have to work a little bit harder with the turbocharger in order to achieve the results that you want. So kind of a, a disappointment. But you know, looking at the accuracy, I think it's also interesting to rattle through. Spitfire requires 24%. The Rampage requires 20%, and the Devotion requires 31%. So the Spitfire is now solidly in the middle of Mm -hmm. these traditional LMGs. The Rampage is incredibly powerful. Nobody picks it up, but they really should. And the Devotion is in one of the weakest states it's ever been in uh, since it left the care package. I mean, it, it was a pretty meaningful change. So the LMG meta that once was is no longer in this game. And honestly, as big of a fan as I am, I'm okay with it. I think it really makes the game more fun. It, it, they turned the turbocharger into a ease of use hop-up rather than a yeah. power hop-up, which is a 
big change to make. I do love how much shade we're throwing at the L-Star for not even mentioning it in this conversation. Uh, For for good reason, the gun has never compared to these other LMGs in the slightest, um, which breaks your heart. And they've tried, but that's a gun towards the top of my list. Like if we were talking weapon reworks, that's a gun I would love to see kind of maybe have its time in the sun because uh, even when it was in the care package, it wasn't like a very good pickupable weapon. So yeah, pour one out for the L star here for sure. Um, But yeah, it's an interesting meta. Uh, I guess the only question I'll ask you before we kind of wrap up this episode specifically on the LMGs, are you picking up the rampage? And I am. Do you, how, how do you feel about the change with the, the, uh, I love it. Yeah, the fact that you can go into every fight revved, I think is a pretty dang big deal for the success of that weapon and why it's definitely worth picking up. Um, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's really powerful. I think that people should be using it. And if you're rocking a G7 or a triple take, you know, this weapon can swap out for that long range option. Like it, it's a pretty versatile weapon, mm-hmm. um, which I like a lot. Well, we kind of concluded the Marksmans uh, with our rankings. We kind of concluded the LMGs here. You gave a little shout to Snipers at the beginning, which I just, you know, just always, always solid, always consistent, always there in terms of a long-range meta. What are some of your final closing thoughts on this uh, long-range meta in Season 15 of Apex Legends? I'll just hammer it home again. The Anvil is a shocker. I mean, I don't even think fans of the hop-up fully you know, respect Mm -hmm. just how crazy good this hop-up is. It changes the game entirely. It's something that should be used. And really, it it really threatens the dominance of my G7. You know, I think if if you've been listening for a long time, you'd be sad or shocked to hear that I would actually put the Anvil with the R301 above my my looting priorities Mm -hmm. on top of the G7. So, that's a big takeaway for me. Um, and then that little caveat on the turbocharger, I think, is a, a real lesson. And you said it perfectly. It's an ease of use hop-up. It's not a power-adding hop-up anymore. Mm-hmm. Big difference. But yeah, a cool meta for sure. And a cool long-range meta that we're shaking out into. So good thing you get two weapons in Apex Legends and you can combine the best of both worlds if you check out both of our episodes. That's going to wrap things up though. Thanks so much to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, drop a follow on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. I'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Maybe tomorrow.